Father, I just want to thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, for ministry, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity for a podcast, Lord. I pray for the listener right now. Whoever it may be, wherever they may be at, whatever may be going on in their life, Lord, I just pray, Lord, you reach down and touch them, Lord, right now. Fill them, Lord, with your spirit, Lord. I pray for your protection in their life, Lord. needs be met and supplied in their life, Lord, and I just pray, Father, that if any of them that's listening right now is lost, I pray that they come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. I just pray, Lord, that you bless this podcast, Lord, and you are welcome here, Lord. Have your way with us, Lord, and it's in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right, everybody, welcome to the Realm Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Pence. It is a very rainy, wet, windy St. Patrick's Day today, so if anybody had any plans of playing golf today, today was not your day. As a matter of fact, I was planning on recording this first podcast around my fire pit outside my backyard, but seeing that the weather has hindered that, I guess no better place than the house, right? Anyways, uh, my name is Charles Pence. I just want to kind of introduce myself, the Lord laid it on my heart to do a podcast. I love the Word of God. I love preaching. I love studying the Word of God. I love fellowshipping with people. I just I just have just a love for the Word of God and the love for God. And so he laid it, <coughs> excuse me, these allergies are killing me because this pollen is horrible, sorry. So just be patient with me. But anyways, the Lord laid it on my heart to do a podcast where I share the Word of God and I just, just a strong urge to preach for these past few years and stuff. And anyways, I I just want to throw this out there. I'm not a pastor. I never pastored a church. I'm just a man of God filled with the Holy Spirit who loves the Word of God, who loves to pray to the Lord and... I just wanted to do a podcast where I study the Word, talk about the Word, preach the Word, and just share it with everybody, because even though I'm not a pastor preaching behind a pulpit, this is still a ministry, and this is the start of a ministry for me that the Lord's been calling me to do for several years, but throughout the years, He's been preparing me for it, so anyways, I... The the feeling of this podcast is to be something a little more raw, unplugged, unfiltered, just something that's not, like, this is not recorded in a studio. This is not high-tech equipment. Pretty much it's the equivalent of me sitting here having a conversation with you listening right now while I'm recording it on my iPhone. That's all this is. Because so many people have it in their mind that 
in order to have church, you got to be in a church. Now, let me throw this out here. Let's, let's look at the capital A. A church is a building right down the road. If you live in America, especially in Georgia, they are a dime a dozen. <clears throat> you cannot drive a mile without seeing at least four or five churches. Now, the, capital T-H-E, the church is the body of Christ. Now, the body of Christ is God's church, is God's kingdom. And I think that we need to kind of get this in our mind because a lot of times we have these vague ideas that in order to worship God or to fellowship, we have to be inside of a church building. That is not the case. Now, I talked to a sister earlier today, and uh, she said it was okay if I shared her testimony. Now, <clears throat> now remember, this uh, sister has uh, been friends for years, and uh, one evening we were having a, a fire in my fire pit outside, and all of a sudden they decided to come over. It was completely unexpected. Now, she's been talking and complaining about how her throat has been hurting for about a year. It was so severe that she could not eat. She even told me today that she was talking about giving up food and drinking protein shakes. Now, if you've seen me, you know I'm a big boy and I like to eat, and it's going to take a lot more than a sore throat to stop me from eating. So I wanted my sister in Christ... And I believe the Lord wanted her to eat some food now. Daughter, eat some food. So anyways, the Lord <clears throat> laid it upon my heart. I grabbed some oil. And I got her daughter, my wife, and I believe her son and my nephew to gather around her. I anointed her neck. And we prayed over her. That God would deliver her. That God would heal her. And that anything coming against her will be gone in Jesus' name. And the Bible says, if two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also. So we had two or three people coming in agreement in Jesus' name, praying over this sister that the Lord will heal her. This was about four weeks ago, and she told me it's like having a brand new throat. She has not had any issues with her throat. She's been throwing down on some food. She says she went and had some Zaxby's chicken. And praise God. The Lord wanted her to have Zaxby's. I wanted her to have Zaxby's. So God hears us. When we, The Bible says when we pray anything according to the will of God and ask in the name of Jesus Christ, His Son, that He hears us. And if He hears us, He will answer us. If you're a child of God, God always answers prayer. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is wait. Now, <clears throat> anyways, that to me was a great uh, example of being a part of the church. We didn't have any instruments. We didn't have a building. We didn't have... You know, fog machines, projectors, or nothing. It was just three people gathered around a little fire in a little town in Gray, Georgia, talking about the Lord. A sister had a need. 
and the body of Christ prayed for her. That's what being a part of the church is about. Loving God and loving your neighbor. Now, <clears throat> Realm Podcast is a vision that the Lord gave me because uh, Realm Ministry is actually the name of my ministry I'm starting. It stands for Resurrection, Evangelism, Anointing, Life Ministry. Now, I googled it because I wanted to know what realm means. And in the age of Google, you can Google anything. Realm means kingdom. So whenever we are adopted into God's family through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are a part of the kingdom of God. We are part of a kingdom. Now, this is a kingdom that will last forever. And uh, next few weeks, I'm going to try to do... Uh, an episode on being kingdom-minded. Uh, of course, today I'm just going to do an episode on um, my testimony. So, anyways, that that's what real ministry is. I'm hoping one day maybe I'll have a church if it's God's will. If not, then so be it. But for right now, this is what we have is Realm uh, Podcast. And just wanted to give you the acronym, the name of it, a little bit who I am. I like I said, I'm not a pastor or nothing. I'm not a counselor. I'm just a man who loves the Lord and loves the Bible. Now, I w just want to throw some disclaimers out here. <clears throat> I want this to be a personal, intimate, like, fellowship, almost like, you know, we are all together, sitting together, studying the Word of God, or me sharing my testimony or a word from God. But in no way, shape, or form should this replace you going to church. It is vital it is important that you find a, uh, a Bible-preaching, God-believing church where they allow God to move freely. <clears throat> I, I don't know what your situation is or what church you attend, but if you are a part of the body of Christ, you do need to find a church, one that preaches God's Word and one that is led by the Holy Spirit. Love your church, love your pastor, pray for your church, pray for your pastor. Now, I'm doing this podcast, but I am a member of Christ Community Church on 565 Light and Tower Road in Gray, Georgia. My pastor is Christopher Peavy, and I love him. He's like a spiritual father to me. I make sure to love on him and do anything that I can do, not in order to brag, but just to let you know you need to love your pastor. Try to help him out. He's got a heavy load on his shoulders. He is a shepherd. So love your pastor. Pray for your pastor. Love your church. Serve your church. Give to your church. Because <clears throat> that's what a good steward of the house of God does. Also, yes, this is a biblical study podcast. But please do not let this podcast or church on Sunday morning be the only scripture study that you do. Please, listen to me. It is vital and important to your walk with God and your spiritual walk that you study the Word of God daily. If you fed a newborn baby once a week, that child would starve to death. I would know. I just had a one-year-old just turn one 
And if you didn't feed that child when that child was ready, you would think that they were dying. It, it was that bad. <clears throat> so how can you live spiritually and walk in the will of God if you are not feeding the Spirit? The world gives us enough food daily. So if you're starving the Spirit and feeding the flesh, you're going to have fleshly results. So please, study the Word daily. Also, <clears throat> um, remember to continue to pray daily, seek the Lord daily. And uh, like I said, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a counselor. So if there's something your pastor may disagree with that I say, you know, hear him out. But make sure you study the Word daily, pray daily, seek God daily, because how would you know if your pastor or myself says anything wrong or false if you do not study the Word or seek God or ask the Holy Spirit to help you with the Word? It, it'd be impossible. Someone could be teaching you false doctrine. Because truth of the matter is, I'm a human being. I'm flawed. Your pastor's a human being. He makes mistakes too. So study the Word for yourself every day. <clears throat> Anyways, um, like I said, I wanted this to be kind of an intimate podcast and, you know, no smoke and mirrors. And like I said, I had a plan to do this around a little fire tonight, but I'm stuck in a bedroom. I'm sitting here with the scripture and a cup of coffee in my Georgia Bulldog mug, Go Dogs, you know, back-to-back national champions. And uh, I'm sorry, this is not a sports or a political podcast, but I just had to throw that out there. I also want to throw out there, um, there is a email available. Uh, if you have any prayer requests, if you have any praise reports, any scriptures you want to share, if this podcast has been a blessing, any concerns, uh, <clears throat> any disagreement, anything, as long as you are respectful, you can send me an email. Don't sit there and call me everything but a child of God and expect me to respond. So, anyways... <clears throat> If you, um, if you, like I said, you need prayer, prayer or anything, um, you can email me at realmministry89 at aol.com. That is R-E-A-L-M-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y-8-9 at aol.com. Also, you can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. And if this podcast is a blessing to you, you can always, um, you know, leave a review, like, share, all that good stuff. Believe me, it's not for my ego. <clears throat> I'm not trying to get famous. I love the Lord. I want to spread the word around to many people as possible. Whenever you leave reviews, likes, comments, and all that stuff, a podcast gets more notice. Like I said, it's not for my ego. You know, the Lord has given me everything I need, and I'm not trying to be famous. Like I said, I want to share the Word of God with as many people as possible because it is the words of life. The Bible is the only book that can tell us how to live forever. It's the only book that explains why this world is jacked up. It's the only book that explains how you can be saved. I mean, truth of the matter is, is, 
I don't see what hope I would have if I was just born into this horrible world just to be put in the ground somewhere. I have an eternal hope. And that is through Christ. And that's why I want to share the Word of God because I wouldn't know who Christ was if it wasn't for the Word of God. So, <clears throat> anyways, without further ado, I want to share my testimony. And um, But before that, I want to kind of share something about St. Patrick's Day. Um, you know, <clears throat> it's not necessarily what we think of it as Americans because when people think Pat St. Patrick's Day, they th probably think, you know, green, drink a lot of beer, uh, green rivers and stuff like that. That's not the case. St. Patrick was an actual guy, and I want to kind of give you the story of him. It was a post that I saw by the uh, Voice of the Martyrs on Facebook, and it's an interesting post, kind of historic, and <clears throat> it might give you a better idea on what's going on and why it's celebrated. And uh, if you're a born-again Christian, I mean, it really should inspire you to just double-think it and not think it's just a holiday where everybody acts crazy. Anyways, <coughs> excuse me. The real story of St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is celebrated every year on March 17th. But why? Many who celebrate have only a vague idea that there was a real man, a Christian, named Patrick. He was born in Britain to a Christian family, but he did not accept Christ until after he was kidnapped at age 15 by Irish pirates and sold to a harsh Druid man in Ireland. Patrick was forced to work as a herdsman by his captors, and during that time he would pray for hours. At age 22, he escaped and returned to Britain. <coughs> Excuse me. But several years later, he had a dream calling him back to Ireland to minister to its people. Heeding this call, Patrick's journeyed through Ireland, sharing Christ until his death. Though thought, I'm sorry, thought to have been around March 17th, A.D. 461. Whether you're wearing green or not, remember the story of Christian witness behind St. Patrick's Day. And another interesting uh, tidbit that I heard was that he. <clears throat> used the shamrock or the clover to preach about the trinity to explain it to these people now this man was kidnapped as a young man and he he escaped and decided to return so he can preach christ to these people now what a testimony and that really once i learned about this this really made saint patrick's day mean all the more to me because like I said, it's been a rainy day. It's been not good weather. I didn't get to go golfing today. I didn't drink no green beer because I don't drink. Thank God he delivered me from that mess. And <clears throat> I I did I wore a green work shirt. But uh back in my heathen days I actually have a Irish tattoo with green on it. So anyways, no one pinched me today, but I don't think anybody would attempt to do that anyways. But anyways, I just thought that'd be kind of interesting to hear. <clears throat> now, I want to read you uh, some scriptures before I start my testimony. But uh, once again, I want to apologize for the coughing and the clearing my throat. Like I said, this is pollen season in Georgia. And anybody that lives in Georgia knows that pollen is of the devil. And I just pray that a week's worth of rain would just wash away all that sinful stuff 
out of the state of Georgia because it is absolutely horrible. <laughs> Anyways, I'm reading out of uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 through, let me see here, through 11. <clears throat> and war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. <clears throat> he was cast to earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accusers of our brethren. Who, I'm sorry, who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. <clears throat> now Satan here is a great accuser. And Satan is coming against God's people, but they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. And that's what I'm doing here. I'm sharing my testimony because I have been washing the blood. <coughs> Excuse me. And I do have a testimony. Now, every single person in the kingdom of God has a testimony. It don't matter how insignificant it may seem. Everybody has a testimony. I don't care if you were raised in church. I don't care if you cut your teeth on the pews. I don't care if you got saved at three years old and baptized and all that. Everybody has a testimony. And listen to me carefully. I have this sick idea that your testimony ended once you got saved. So... I used to have this mindset where, all right, I got saved, so I can't, you know, can't have no more issues, or I can't mess up no more. That, that's not how it works. Because uh, being a born-again Christian, it is a marathon and not a sprint. Now, testimonies continue even after you become a born-again Christian. The Bible says the two greatest commandments is to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And one of the best ways to do that is sharing your testimony. You give God the glory that he so rightly deserves. When you share your testimony, it gives him the glory. For he is the one who brought you through it. Not to mention, there is so many people out there who are struggling and hurting. And you never know, your testimony just might be the key that unlocks the hell that they're in right now. God will use you in a mighty way to help people who might be going through something similar or something different <clears throat> listen to me carefully you got a testimony do not neglect to share that testimony i don't care if people shut you down i don't care what some religious legalistic pharisee tells you you got a testimony share it god wants you to share it he brought you through that for a reason. So here I am. I'm going to share my testimony. As long as I can remember, I was uh, raised in church. I remember as a young kid in Yatesville, Georgia, 
attending uh, Yatesville Baptist Church. <clears throat> I remember the Sunday school, vacation Bible school, stuff like that. You know, the grandparents dropped me and uh, my brother off. And um, I remember my great-grandmother going to church. I don't remember my mother really going to church at that age. Um, of course, a lot of people in my family had struggled with substance abuse, and uh, that includes my parents and i you know thank god that he delivered them from that and uh anyways i <clears throat> the influence of church was there uh ever since you know i was a kid now when i got a little bit older <clears throat> you know it, uh things started coming becoming a little little bit clear um of course my mother got saved and she started attending church but we were going to a uh, different church. We were going to Vega Community Church out there in Meansville, Georgia, instead of the church in Yatesville. <clears throat> and I remember my dad getting saved and him attending church too. Of course, my parents were divorced when I was at a young age. And um, so both parents pretty much took us to church. And I remember <clears throat> I early teens and and you know late late uh kidhood i guess is what you'll call it you know i i was very conscious of god and i remember i served the lord a lot out of fear because truth of the matter is what child wants to go to hell i i don't even know what adult in his right mind wants to go to hell and i i just no not for me i don't, I don't want to do that so, anyways, I remember, um, you know, doing the sinner's prayer, signing the card, and stuff like that, but I still felt like I had to do a lot of works in order to keep my salvation that Lord won't send me to hell, because, I, I, like I said, I was just scared to death as a kid, and uh, anyway, so I go around telling people Jesus loved them and all that stuff, and, I, you know, I believe... My heart was genuine. I believe that, you know, it was real. Anyways, I got a little bit older, and we swapped churches. And it was right around the time my grandfather passed away. So, for some reason, <clears throat> I don't know if it was age, him passing, um, I'm sorry, passing away, or if it was a matter of switching churches, because it was two different denominations. Um, one of them was a little more laid back as far as worship goes and stuff and the next one went to they're a little more strict a little more legalistic about certain stuff and a lot of it i kind of thought was dumb but you know they they were in charge over me so what choice did i have the question anyways uh i started getting a little more rebellious um even though i was going to christian school and uh claim to be a christian you know it started out with minor stuff uh you know it always does it started out you know smoking cigarettes and looking at you know dirty dirty pictures and you know and then finally i graduated to drinking and um you know getting high smoking a little reefer and and the the church that i went to they were very strict as far as music goes like if it was not out the hymnal or out of the organization of that denomination 
like it was it was wrong um like drum sets were not allowed that kind of stuff and anyways my <clears throat> always had a love for heavy metal music and that was a big no-go and anyways i whether it was me just trying to be rebellious or just the taste of music that i inherited from my parents or what but anyways i was a head banger so anyways i started getting a little rebellious smoking and drinking and of course i was getting a little bit older in age and one of the things was is that you know long hair was pretty much what they called a sin so of course i grew my hair out finally i dropped out of high school and i just i had enough at church um really i just i was tired of being in bondage i felt like you know the church was bondage and god was bondage and the bible was bondage and all that stuff i wanted to be free i wanted to do what i want i want to listen to heavy metal music i want to get high i want to get laid i want to do all this stuff anyways long story short i completely stopped going to church completely disregard <clears throat> anything the bible had to say or anything to do with god i was pretty much just sick of it and you know a lot of my hostility was towards people but in the long run i kind of viewed god with that type of hostility too even though it might have been unintentional so <clears throat> anyways i you know the the party and became a little more constant and the older i got and started drinking a little more and everything and i was like i said man i wanted freedom I, you know I, I was a drug user i wouldn't really say i was a heavy drug user because it wasn't like i was in a motel room or under a bridge somewhere shooting up or nothing but you know i, I was guess what they call a functioning addict I, you know of course i did cocaine and meth and taking pain pills and xanaxes and i drank and you know took stuff to make me hallucinate and <clears throat> i was um my biggest drug though was alcohol you know I, like i said my family kind of had substance abuse issues and uh one of my grandfathers he, he was an alcohol actually several of them were alcoholics from what i heard but alcohol was my biggest thing like it was just i could not have fun 16 years old i was pretty much like a little alcoholic because i couldn't even have fun like how can you have fun without drinking beer or getting high i mean really so anyways um next thing i know i'm no longer partying or drinking or getting high or drunk just to have freedom or have fun i'm doing it just so i can function i couldn't make it through a day without thinking about it or wanting to do it it wasn't like you know just weekend things sometimes i you know, have to work the next day, and I'd be up all night drinking, popping pills, and all that stuff. <clears throat> Anyways, I, you know, it started to become a real problem. I didn't see it as a problem, because a lot of people, you know, someone likes to drink and stuff, they don't really look at it as being an addict. But, you know, now that I'm on the outside looking in and kind of look back on what was going on, you know I, I was an addict just like someone using heroin or something like that even though it was legal it was still a drug to me and it was still wrong and it was still trying to kill me and it was still driving me further and further away from god 
anyways, um, I talk about alcohol being my drug of choice. Actually, I think women was because, Lordy, I love the ladies. It's like that Hank Williams song talking about, uh, Lordy, I love some ladies and I love Jim Beam. That, that was kind of the, the equivalent of it. Of course, they both didn't try to kill me in 1973, but anyways, we'll, we'll see how this testimony goes. <clears throat> but the habits became worse and worse and worse, but the the worst part about it was was my mental health, my mental state. And a lot of people who might be listening to this can, you know, they understand where I was going through the things that I dealt with mentally and how I treated people and acted. I had a violent temper. I got angry very, very quickly. I I was very cynical. Uh, you know, I, I battled a lot of depression. I battled a lot of anxiety. You know, suicidal thoughts were a constant. I think the fear of death and the consequences of the afterlife was what hindered me from killing myself. If it wasn't for that, I probably would have, you know, checked out sooner in my life. And... I really had no hope. Nothing but fear, nothing but regrets, nothing but bondage. You know, what I thought was going to be my freedom became my bondage. And the thing about it was I thought the Lord was bondage, but truthfully, that's where the freedom was. So, anyways, you know, bad relationships. Uh, I got married. Um was married for six and a half years and it was not a good marriage um for starters i don't believe that was the woman that the lord um had in store for me and on top of that i was a very mean and hateful person and you know it was just it was not a good situation <clears throat> and i let my anger my temper and my habits get the best of me so one night um, I was drinking and taking some uh, prescription depression pills and I go into work and I assault somebody. The guy didn't ask for it or nothing but I was just I was just in a dark place in my life and for absolutely no reason to this day that I can even think of I assaulted this man. I just randomly hurt this man. And like I said, he didn't deserve it. And if I could ask for his forgiveness, I would. But to this day, I just, I don't know why I've done it. And um, eventually I landed myself in prison for that, for aggravated battery. And during this time in prison, when I was at a, a Georgia Diagnostic Prison in Jackson, Georgia, I finally repented and returned to the Lord. I, that, there were several times before that where I tried to go back to church and I'd be playing games because you know I wanted something from God. And even when I was out on bond, I in jail that first time for that battery, I 
I told God, I said, hey, God, you get me out of going to prison, I'll be a preacher. You know what? I'll be a preacher. Get, keep me from going to prison, and, man, I'll serve you and preach for you. I'll preach the gospel. And, I, you know, sometimes I think my intentions was good, but God was going to teach me a lesson. He, you know, I always tell people, you can't pimp God. You can't play with God. Anyways, I go to prison, and I'm in my cell, and this is the worst place on earth. Um Never in my life seen anything like this. It was just hell on earth. It was horrible. One of the most wicked places I've ever seen. And anyways, I repented and uh, asked the Lord to forgive me and made him Lord of my life. I accepted Christ and I repented and I told him my life was, was his. And then uh, it was a little over a year later, I was baptized in the gymnasium at the prison. <clears throat> and... um. But I had this idea of what I wanted God to do for me. Like, I try to manipulate God some more. But one thing I learned about this Christian wall, you know, you, you feel with the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit teaches you things. And you manifest, manifest himself in different ways. Like, whenever I say I'm surrendering to you, Lord, it's not my will no more, it's your will, whether I like it or not. So I'm sitting here trying to continue to do things my way, but I'm going to tell you something about walking with Christ. It's growth. There's growing pains. You know, he lets you slip up. You pay the consequences. He'll, he'll, he'll pop you on the behind with that belt. And, you know, it's growing. And <clears throat> I, of course, you know, me still being a man, I, I had my struggles. You know, I had a dirty mouth and I said a lot of bad words like, you know, people would have that saying, you kiss your mother with that mouth, they're like, my mouth was filthy. So anyways, slowly but surely the Lord started helping me with my cussing and, you know, I'm a few years into this thing and sometimes even, you know, now and then I might slip up, but it's gotten way better. You can ask my, uh, my wife. <clears throat> and um of course he he delivered me from the drinking and substance abuse and and other things but the thing about it is is I, I wasted so much time i felt like not serving the lord and, and what i thought was bondage became my freedom and he freed me from that bondage of this world anyways i got out of prison and ended up getting a divorce um because like I said, that wasn't a good situation, and you know it was it was some hard times even once I got out of prison. But you know what, the Lord was still good. He was still faithful, and He wasn't good to me because I was good. That's just His nature. He, he's a loving Father. You know, He adopted me in His family because of His Son Jesus, and he, He's a loving Father. He's a loving God. That's His nature. And anyways, I. You know, I don't want to sit there and brag about how bad I was or how good I am now, but it's all the Lord. I mean, it's all the what Christ has done on the cross for me and the Holy Spirit's done in my life. You know, I ended up getting remarried to a great woman of God, and now I have two sons, and, of course, the Lord blessed me with a house, a job, and all that stuff. He's blessing me with this ministry, and I, I just, I'm not... I'm not even qualified. I'm not worthy of these gifts from God. I'm not worthy 
but he still loved me enough to bless me with these things. So <clears throat> if, if I'm going to say anything, if you're out there searching and you feel like there is no hope, you've been hurt by the church, you've been hurt by people, or you got the wrong idea of God, just seek Him because I'm going to tell you, people make mistakes. People mess up. Even Christians mess up. If you feel like there is no hope, there is hope in Christ. And I just, honestly, that's where all my hope is now. I, I sit there and I think about how I used to walk around just in a daze, like, what, what, what's the point? What's the purpose? Is my, is my life here just to work and pay bills and get drunk on the weekends and screw around? I mean, what, what was the purpose? I had no purpose. All I had was fear. All I had was worry. All I had was hopelessness. And now Christ has brought me that hope. I tell you what, people, if you listen to me right now, I am a walking, talking miracle. I shouldn't be here. So if you're out there searching, just look into Christ. Christ is the only hope that this world has. He's the only hope that you have. He's the only hope I have. I'm going to tell you the best decision you can make is to accept Christ. And I, But I'm not going to sit here and force you or twist your arm. If you got any questions, I gave you the email earlier in the podcast. But uh, before I go, I just want to leave you with some scriptures. This is uh, what they call the Romans Road. It's a basic like outline of what it means to become a Christian. It, what exactly is Christ saving us from? So here we go. Romans three twenty three. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans three I'm sorry, the first one was Romans three twenty three. The second one is Romans three ten. As it is written, there is none righteous, no not one. Romans 5.12 Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. Okay. That tells us that we're pretty much all sinners. No and if buts about it. Alright. Is sin a big deal? Of course it is. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, you know, it's pretty much a given we're all going to die, but what kind of death is that talking about? It's a spiritual death. It's eternal death, being separated from God. Okay? And after all we've done to grieve God, listen to this, Romans 5, 8, But God demonstrates His own love toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even though we were an enemy of God, Christ still died for us and loved us that much. So here's a scripture, Romans 10, 9 through 10. This pretty much gives you an idea on how to be saved. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the heart one believes in the righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
So that's a general, okay, here's another one, Romans 10, 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Here's another one, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, <clears throat> now that is the general outline of what it means to become a Christian, what, what this all means. Of course, you know, if you'd rather talk to somebody about it, like I said, you can email me or you can go talk to a local Bible preaching church or pastor with any questions you have and stuff. But that's what the scripture says. And there's no point of you trying to clean up your life. You can't do it. So right now, if you haven't accepted Christ, but you feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart, just pray to him. Pray that the Lord will forgive you for your sins and just repent. Tell him that you believe that Jesus is his son, that he died for our sins and was resurrected, and that you want to be saved. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold up any more of your time. I thank you for tuning in. I'm super excited and thankful for this podcast, for this first episode. So um, there is no set schedule. I don't exactly know when the next podcast would air. There's no set days or nothing. I'm just kind of playing it by ear. But I do want to say. For Easter, I am going to do a Good Friday special on Friday and a uh, Resurrection Sunday episode on that Sunday. So that will be a two-episode week. That's the only thing as of right now I got planned. Now, I would like to have guests and um, <clears throat> other things. And like I said, I, I gave you the email. It's realmministry89 at aol.com. And I would love to hear from you. If you got any prayer requests, I will... Definitely pray for you. It might not be on this podcast, but I will look over it, and I promise you I will pray for you, or at least tell God, like, whatever's going on with this email, you know, touch them, Lord, because I, I, I do have a life, and I work a job and go to school full-time, you know, studying a, and going for a Bible degree, and I do have kids and a wife. So, anyways, I just want to thank you for being here. It's been an honor. And God bless.